Hello, hello. My name is Dr. Rachel Gainsborough, and I am obsessed with all things short-term rentals, revenue streams, and helping you navigate your career, real estate, and your busiest and most wonderful seasons of life. I'm an immigrant, a pharmacist, a wife, and a mom who took one guest room rental and turned it into a multi-property seven-figure real estate business, which has also landed us on TV. I'll teach you the real secrets and everything you need to build a short-term rental business that you love. I discuss the hard topics, mistakes I've made, and the mistakes others have made so you don't have to make them for yourself. Financing, automations, acquisitions, low occupancy, scaling, and building your team all while balancing your life are all subjects to be discussed here. Consider me that one best friend you can come to with your short-term rental business questions. So grab your coffee, get comfortable as you get ready to learn and grow with me. This is the Luxury Short-Term Rental Doctor podcast. Hello, hello guys. Oh my goodness. I am super excited to have another training session with you. So last month we focused on taxes and I called it spooky taxes because I don't like taxes. However, if I'm going to talk about taxes, I'm going to talk about bonus depreciation. So guys, if you missed that training, you are definitely going to want to check it out. I want to talk about another pillar in your short-term rental investing journey. A lot of us, as we go into short-term rentals, we, you know, everything is great. We get our first guest. We're making a lot of money. However, there are things that start to eat away at our profit margin. And some of those things we maybe, you know, cannot expect, but other things we can hedge against, okay? So my goal is to make sure that you're hedging against all of the risk that is out there as much as possible, right? We can't de-risk everything. Maybe we can actually, I don't know. But either way, <laughs> I'll figure that out. We can probably de-risk against quite a few things, okay? So guys, I am here with you and I just can't tell you how exciting I am. We're talking about how do we hedge against damages? How do we hedge against bad guests? How do we hedge against fraud, there are things that we can put in place so that not only do not only will it provide you savings revenue wise, but it provides you savings on heartache and headache and staying up all night and being stressed out. I want you to sleep well at night. You need your sleep. Okay. So without further ado, I would love to present to you our extra special guest from Super Hog. Okay. We have Leo, the co-founder as well Hi. as Tony. Welcome, welcome, guys. Tell us about Thank you. you and tell us what is Superhawk and what does it do? <laughs> so uh, thank you. It's great to be here. I'm Leo. I'm one of the I'm one of the co-founders of Superhawk. I'm based in London. Tony's obviously on, on your shores in America. I'm based in London. Just to introduce myself quickly. So we founded the business seven or eight years ago, primarily with a goal to make short-term rentals safer. And the journey we've been on has been to try and close as many of the trust and safety loopholes that we can find within the booking journey. And I love it. I'm an SDR geek. I've been in the industry for 10 years, started in a management company in London that got sold to a French hotel chain called One Fine Stay. So that's my background. I'm, uh, I'm not originally from the risk mitigation or the insurance business. I'm from the vacation rental industry, the SDR community. So we were always set up to build tools for, for that community. What is Superhog? Great question, Rachel. It is a trust and safety risk management toolbox that you can use. You can pick and choose what you want, like a bag of sweets, to help 
de-risk your bookings. We can screen guests with or without IDs. We can take damage waiver security deposits, and we can also protect your bookings with our financial guarantee of $5 million. We'll dive into all of those bits, I'm sure, during the call, but I'll let Tony introduce himself. But anyway, very happy to be here. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel, for having me. What's up, everybody? I am. My name is Tony Miglio. I am based in Austin, Texas, originally from Hawaii, moved to California, and then now part of the Great Migration and moved over to Austin, Texas. Just to springboard of what Leo said, super hog. So super and then hog stands for host or guest. So there is where that kind of ties in. So people kind of ask like, why hog? So it's host or guest. So super host or guest. So that kind of helps out with the quirky name, but it pops out. (laughs) I absolutely love it. As real estate investors, we have a lot of money-making potential for our short-term rental. But as with any business, there are things that try to eat up at our profit margins, okay? One of those things, of course, are taxes, which we covered last month. The others, things that actually take a huge bite out of our profit margin, if we're not careful, are damages, guest refunds, you know, just issues dealing with bad guests. So I thought it was so important that I bring this to you. There are ways to mitigate against that. And you know, I'm here to make sure I cover all the bases for you and bring the best of the best of the STR game to our platform and to our community. Okay. So if you're someone who has suffered from an unfair, say, refund request that you had to kind of move move forward with it just because you are you didn't really screen that guest properly, or if you have damages that you've had to encounter and you really had to eat it, eat that cost. I know I've been there. I want you to pay attention because this is going to be really important. And I love Leo and Tony from Superhog, but whether you use them or use another platform, that's fine. But know that there's a way to de-risk against some of these things that happen with Airbnb. And if it hasn't happened to you, congratulations. But it's not if it will happen, but when it will happen. As we, you know, we're in a hospitality business, we deal with all types of people. So this is something that is more common than you would imagine, you know, seeing damages, having to refund guests and so on and so forth. So that's why I have them here because they are here to answer the questions for you. And one more thing I do want to add to this. Some of you are wanting to get direct bookings, right? Some of you are wanting to move towards direct bookings because you feel that you have been treated unfairly with certain OTAs. We're not going to name drop anybody, but your hesitation is, well, this OTA or that OTA has protections in place and I have no idea where to start, right? And so in order to successfully go that route and to start accepting direct bookings, you want to make sure you have some of these things in place. You want to make sure you have the insurance. You want to make sure you have guest screening in place. Okay. So with without further ado, can you tell us a little bit about what the guest screening looks like with Superhog and how is it different from the guest screening that we're probably used to with Airbnb or Verbo or the other OTAs? It's a really good question. I'll start off and then Tony fill in any gaps you think are worth highlighting as well. I like what you said, Rachel. I think your point is correct. You know, the if you do, if you're not doing anything to help screen a guest and de-risk it, it's not a matter. It's not a question of if. It's a question of when. 
And the more bookings you do, the, you know, the worse it could be. The when you go through that, you know, there's the, there's obviously the immediate risk that a guest might break something in a property, have a party, deal drugs, do something criminal, not move out, all those things that people do. There's also fraud. So you might have got through the booking, think that everything went fine, and then they just send it. You get a note from the bank to say this person's credit card was stolen. They didn't use this property. You suspect they did. You can't prove it. The difference between sort of dealing with it afterwards, firefighting, is that you're always backpedaling. You've got no way of actually solving the problem. You're just trying to you're just trying to kind of reduce your losses. But all in all, you're backpedaling. So. Superhog's about being proactive, not reactive. Guest screening, sorry, in general, not just Superhog. Guest screening is about being proactive, not reactive. And how we screen guests is, first and foremost, we check that the details they're using are genuine. So is the email address genuine? Is it registered to them? How old is it? Is it just six months old? Is it five years old? Is the social media attached to it? What's the sentiment of that social media? Does the mobile number they've used match their name? Is it registered to them? If it's not registered to them, that implies that it's a burner phone. Now, clearly, that is what you would use if you were going to do something criminal or a fraudulent booking. There's also places on the internet where you can get false information, email addresses and phone numbers that match one another but don't belong to you. Our system can comb those bits of the internet and find that information to make sure that if it's a, an email address that's been used somewhere else in the world for fraud, we can register it, we can recognize it, and we can flag it. Also, we have our own internal database. We protect properties all over the world. So we've seen a lot of damage claims and a lot of problems. So if a guest is someone that flags to our record, we will also be able to say, do not take this booking. And that's all we're trying to do. We can see where in the world they're browsing from, see their IP address. So if they're claiming that they're coming to stay with you in New York and they live in Boston, but you can see they really live around the corner from where they're coming to stay, that implies they might be coming for a party. Or why have they given you a home address that is not actually where they are based? So if there's a mismatch between the home address and the IP address, what is that mismatch? We'll raise a flag. We can also do, if you need us to, guest ID and selfie cross-referencing and verification too. That's really useful because you can see that the person who's done the selfie is in fact the person who is who the ID belongs to. So that's really useful for that, which also helps if someone tries to do a chargeback later on because you can say, well, look, here you are. Here's your face. Here's your driving license. Here's your bank card because we take the bank card through some of the other verifications we do, which we'll come on to later. But that, in, in a nutshell, is probably is how I see guest screening. Tony, you've probably got some bits and bobs that I've neglected to mention. Yeah, so in, in regards to guest screening, I think Leo covered it all, but you obviously want to get all that stuff out of the way because if a guest is going to you know, cause a problem and they see that as an OTA or as a, sorry, as a PM, that you have this in place, they're probably not want to do this process because it kind of just, you know, puts it out there and they're like, I'm going to look for another, you know, another property that doesn't have this in place. So, you know, unfortunately, as STRs become more and more popular, right, and people are starting to get into it, there are people out there that look to take advantage of that. And that's what we're trying to do is actually also mitigate the risk. But, you know, there is, there's a bunch of processes in place through Superhog with AI. We talked, have you, did you talk a little bit about the picture, the selfie and all that stuff or did? I think you could definitely get into more detail on it for sure. Okay. So in regards to taking just the name, email address and the phone number, what we like to do is take it a little bit further and have a, what we do have is AI and biometrics in place where we actually take a live picture 
of somebody actually taking a photo of them holding the their ID and then also a picture of them as a selfie so that we match it up together. So that also mitigates the problem of people saying that wasn't me, you know. So once we have all those places, those check marks in place, that takes everything out of the picture saying that wasn't me. So, you know. It's a good it's a good line, isn't it? The, the oldest trick in the book. That wasn't me. That yeah. Wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> No, absolutely. And what I think is so important is, Leo, what we're finding is that there's been a shift. A lot of individuals who are looking to get more of that time freedom uh, is they are leveraging what we call as midterm rentals. And so when once you get a booking that way, oftentimes you're leveraging the ability to book using, you know, a, another site. We have one called Corporate Housing by Owner. We have the insurance reaching out, you know, to house these folks, which is great. We have folks that are wanting to do workations. They want to do remote work. They may want to book off platform and they make that abundantly clear. They find a way to find you. Someone found me on Facebook and they want to book. Well, why would I send them back through the OTA if I have my processes in place? Why not take that booking? It was, you know, my own marketing perhaps that, you know, gave them, gave me that booking. So with that being said, if someone's looking to stay with me, say for 30 days or 60 days, would I then be able to just use Superhog to do, you know, the background check? to look to see if they are who they say they are? Do you have a credit check portion within the platform as well? That's something that a member asked a little bit earlier. I said, you know what, let me ask Leo. Yeah, it's a really good question. I agree with the point as well. You wouldn't, the last thing you want to have to do, if someone's found you on Facebook or you've just built a direct booking website, there's lots of good people out there building them or through Google or whatever, you know, the last thing you want to do is send that person back on the platform and then you have to pay the commission to the platform, especially for a 30-day rental. That's really going to add up, right? That is your marketing. That's your marketing spend. So absolutely, that's where Superhog can help you. We can obviously also help you for your OTA bookings too because we do all our processes after the booking's been captured. So this isn't just a tool for your direct bookings, but clearly it's really useful for them too. But it all happens after the booking's been confirmed. And obviously, none of the platforms do anywhere near the extensive deep dive checks that we do. So it's worth using us on all of them. That said... When it comes to direct, yes, you suddenly have this guest journey that you can take them on with Superhog, where we can get them to sign your rental agreement. That's where you can put things in about, you know, what your policy is on, you know, them cancelling, service issues they might have during their stay, how long they can stay for, all that stuff. So you can put your rental agreement within the Superhog journey so that they have to tick it. Would we'll, if you give it to us in PDF or we can make sure it's in there. We'll also add your branding to the journey. So it won't be Superhog's branding. Well, Superhog will very much be in the background. It'll be your branding. Why is that important? Because that's how you're going to get those guests to book with you time and time again, because they're getting used to your company name. And, you know, if it's like, you know, Villa in the Sun or something like that, you know, that, oh, they, it starts to dawn on them that this is not just an Airbnb market, not just a Verbo market. This is, there's a property, behind, there's a property manager, there's a host behind this, like running this property. So we put your branding all over that journey. And we, first of all, de-risk it with all the checks Tony and I have talked about, but also then we'll run their credit card. So you can either have us take a security deposit from them, which you might want to do for a 30-day rental. So you might want to take like a $2,000 security deposit, or you make them pay a one-off waiver fee of say $50 or more you choose. And we'll remit that to you minus a small handling fee so that you have that money on file. And it means that by collecting their card details, we're able to run their credit card 
through fraud checks and put them through 3D Secure. So they have to confirm in their banking app that it is in fact them. So they're the checks. We can do background checks, we can do bank checks. We can't do, I think it was a credit check was what you asked there. That isn't something we do because that is bordering more into the kind of long-term market, which is why I think you asked it about midterm. Not yes. to say we wouldn't. We're good at building things and we're good at building things quickly. It's a case in point, Tony and I are working on some stuff in, in, in Arizona where there's some legislation coming in around background checks and we need to build out some of our tech to help the hosts we work with there in Arizona. So we do build things that, you know, if it's something that is needed to be built, we can get it built. But the credit check thing is, I think, quite deliberately quite slow. You have to put it through a few different checks. So if you, take, if you want a long-term, mid-term rental, it, it, I, it can be a slightly slower process. So I would just say, I would use us in conjunction with your own processes around credit checks. But we can certainly make sure that the person there is not coming to deal drugs for a month or do something awful like that. So we can certainly be a useful tool for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so credit check is something totally different that falls along the lines of, of fair credit FACRA is what it's called. I used to be in the mortgage business, so some have a little bit of experience with that stuff. So that's a totally different animal, but we can certainly probably go into that. But in regards to STRs, we do not do the credit checks. But getting to the other point that I just that just touched upon, that's actually a benefit not only for the PMs, but also doing a credit or a check on the guests that are coming in. What's nice is that you can assure your neighbors around you that you are doing something, being proactive and taking a look at these guests that are coming in, so that you know that they are not criminals and you know that they say who they are. So, you know, you can assure to your neighbors around that, uh, that are in that, that area to tell them that we, you are being responsible to see who is coming in. So. Yeah, I love that. And so that's going to be more and more prevalent with a lot of the legislation and the regulatory uh, sure. restraints that are coming up. So, you know, for those of you who are in locations where you have to advise your neighbors of what's going on within a hundred feet, and all of that, or even if you have to stand before the board as they're making out their regulations, it, to say that you have this in place on top of whatever the OTA is doing, and I know a lot of them, there's a lack of trust with the OTA, and I get that, but to say that you have something like this in place is far more robust than what they're doing, even at the local hotel, which they hold so near and dear to them. Like they're not doing this at the hotel, you know, they're not doing all these checks and balances. So that will put a, a, a notch in your tool belt, you know, in favor of what you are doing with STR. You are being hypervigilant and you are taking that extra step. I have a guest looking to stay for six months and she wants to book via Airbnb. I told her to book 28 days at a time. Does that keep me in the short-term territory? Okay, so that's a great question. I'm going to actually take that question because it's state-specific, okay? So find out from your state what the rules are. 28 days in some states is a short-term. 29 days in some states is short-term. Texas, Florida. New Jersey, find out what your state regulations are. It may be 28 days. It may be 29 days. Whatever your state regulations are is what you would need to adhere to to make sure that you stay in the short-term realm. Do you think the increased steps for security, decreased booking 
due to hassle? Oh, this is such a great question, right? Pretty, pretty question. No guess, yeah. right? Due to hassle, increase them because of the attention to detail or does it affect the booking rates at all? Probably not a bad thing if booking decreased due to removing bad perspective tenants. That's a great question. So what have you seen? What's the data telling us about adding that layer of hassle? Does it help us or does it hurt us? What are your thoughts? <laughs> it's a really good question. And I'm sure some other listeners will probably have views as well. And Tony, you'll have some, I'm sure. I think it's about doing it properly. So whoever you're working with, you know, we obviously screen guests and, you know, there are other screening companies, as you said earlier. So it's about making sure that if it, you only need your guests to do four clicks, it's only four clicks. You're not asking them to do unnecessary steps because then they won't want to complete the journey. We actually find that none of our clients, none of our clients say to us it reduces their conversion because it happens after the point of booking. So what might happen is that you have someone whose eyeballs are on your property and then they're reading the description that you use biometric facial recognition software or guest screening technology. And that makes them click and book elsewhere because they actually plan to have a party or, you know, do fraudulent bookings, et cetera, et cetera. So what we do see is people reporting a decrease in the fraud because the guests, they're not even attempting it. So we obviously catch, we catch fraudulent guests and we stop them because their details aren't matching. But also there's just a general re reduction in people attempting it. And when we have clients who've worked with us, because we started life just selling the financial protection. I think I said that earlier. So we were just selling the $5 million guarantee. When we've got clients who've worked with us before we built the Superhog technology to go with our guarantee, they say to us, we don't know how you're doing it, but we haven't had a party in two years. And that's, you know, it works because it's just a huge deterrent. And again, if you advertise it properly, put it in your description, put it in your listing criteria that you do it, and then, and they know it's coming, it shouldn't decrease. Plus, you actually drive them there by saying, I need you to complete the deposit steps for me. You'll be given the choice between a deposit waiver or a security deposit. And then that makes them go there because they know they need to do that to finish the process. They need to go and pay their waiver or pay their security deposit to finish the process. So you just make it kind of a part of the check-in process. And again, because we use your branding and not our branding, it's about creating that check-in process for you. Which I'm sure, Tony, you've got more intelligent things than that to say, but like, that's how I feel about it. Getting to stats, 98, I think it was 98.6 people that start the journey, complete the journey. So it's very high as far as completion rate goes. I think that Leo hit that on the point. It's branded to your actual website or your, I'm sorry, your actual logo or the location that you're at. So the guest journey that, you know, if I'm going in, it feels like that I'm going through your process. And then what Leo said, as long as you're setting the table in front of your customers and letting them know what exactly the next steps are and what's going to happen, then that mitigates of everything. But there's a 98.6% completion rate when people start the process. So That's wonderful. I absolutely love that. And that's exactly what I think we were wanting to hear about what that looks like in terms of guests that are booking. And, you know, I don't like hassle. Uh, one of the things that I mentioned to my members when we want to provide and curate a luxury state, we like convenience, but sometimes adding that little extra barrier does help to, you know, to avoid the bad actors. But the great thing is if the journey really starts after the booking is made, then... It's like too little, too late. They're in, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> I've never rented on Airbnb long term, so I'm terrified that bad actors 
would abuse it and stay and not pay? How can I protect myself? She's never used Airbnb for long-term, but she is a well-versed long-term rental operator and investor. Sure. So how do we mitigate risk? What are some ways that Superhog can help her to mitigate risk in that in this particular situation? Well, we could talk about the risk more broadly as well, can't we here? I think it, you know, clearly if someone's trying to do a long-term, a long-term booking with you, you might have a scenario where it's happening just on Facebook, or it might be through an OTA or namely Airbnb. Ultimately, that yeah, it's moving you, I guess, into a, a slightly different type of booking, which is which is unusual because you might say, well, why is that person not wanting to just go down the conventional route of finding a long-term booking through a letting agent or a realtor? So it's important to do your homework. So extensive checking, whether you use Superhog or whether you just do your own, your own like you know manual version of it. You know, you should be doing something. But clearly, we go back to this guest screening point, right? We can, our technology can look at the, the email they use, the phone number they use, the IP address. We can take photos of their passport, cross-reference, and their driving license. So I would say just slow it down slightly. Ask them for whatever, ever, whatever information it is you want. And if you want to see things outside of, the, of what you see in the Superhog check, you know, you can ask for them. So, you know, if you want to see a utility bill, things like that, because undoubtedly, the, the gathering of information that we can then collaborate, co- corroborate for you and tell you if it's genuine or not will put somebody off if they're suspicious. Plus, my advice would be take a very large security deposit. Take a very large security deposit, which we can hold on a credit card for you. Or you could, again, you know, that, that's a recognized technique. So, you know, if you think it's maybe take a security deposit that's as much as three months worth of the value of the property or one month, and then you've always got that in case there's any incidents. And if they're refusing to leave the property, you can capture the security deposit, things like that. Tony, I don't know if you've got anything else on that. Long-term, I think that obviously the days are just different. But what's beautiful about Superhog is that it covers everything across the journey, right? So one, it makes sure that the the guest is who they say they are. Two, they agree on the guest services or guest agreement or your T's and C's or your terms and conditions. Three, it verifies, again, through either a selfie if they go through that route. And then four, it verifies it on the credit card end. So you're covered on all bases. There is nothing that, you know, if anything were to ever go wrong, that the customer or bad actor would be able to say that, you know, that wasn't me again, you know, type of scenario. So I love it. I This is something that when I came into it, this is, I never really thought about it, you know, but when I heard about Superhog, it, it covers everything from A to Z you know, backwards and forwards so that the guest journey and for you as a PM, you're covered. So. Yeah. What I, what I had mentioned a little bit earlier was exactly what she mentioned. I asked, well, what's the purpose of their visit, right? Like, why are they there? You know, if you're going to do a midterm, long-term, why would you do it using Airbnb and not your general leasing service, you know? So if it's just one month, I understand why you wouldn't want a, you know, 12 month contract, but what's the purpose? Is it a major home renovation? What is going on? Why are they there for 30 days? Does it work? Like what's going on? So you're absolutely right, Leo. I a hundred percent agree. Understanding the purpose of that visit, understanding why they're going to be there for 30, 60, 90 days is the first step in uncovering the information that she needs. So, so I love that. So tell me this, someone asked me, well, you know, we've already covered the friction, right? That could, the potential friction there, but what about the potential friction for 
the prop PM, the property manager, the homeowner, the host. What does that look like? What does the setup look like? Can you paint a picture for me? Say I have a guest who's inquiring on the OTA. And honestly, most of my bookings aren't direct bookings. I'm going to be honest because I have different models and I have yeah. different types of homes. So they're not, yeah. I don't do a ton of direct bookings. I know that's yeah, pretty normal, training. isn't it? Yeah. 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 So most of my bookings aren't direct bookings. Paint me a picture. If I were to launch and enroll in Superhog, what does that process look like to get that guest to do their part? And I love the fact that you said it's four, a few clicks, four clicks, five clicks. So paint me a picture of what that looks like for me as the busy host working at a hospital fighting for my life, trying to get it together. What does that look like for me? <laughs> yeah, and that's it. I mean, that's it, right? There's so many different hosting stories, right? I like the fact that you've reminded us, we as vendors and business people in the space or, and always need to be reminded of that. Who is our customer? Our customer is the busy host, the scaling host, right? And they, in the most part, they're working with a PMS to help sync up their calendars and do a lot of the admin. If they are, Superhog is integrated with all of the major PMSs around the world. That, so that enables us to take the API key from the particular PMS that somebody works with and automatically pull your listings into the okay. Superhog dashboard. I'm going to need you to tell us like we're five. What's a PMS? <laughs> sure. So, so you, and you're right to keep, to keep pushing me on that one too. So that's the software that they would use to operate their business. So that would, as a property management software, an example would be Track, Guesty, Logify, those type of businesses. And they will pull your calendars from all of your different booking sites. So Verbo, Airbnb, Booking.com, your direct website into one place so that when you take a reservation on Airbnb, it books out the calendars on all of the other platforms. And all of that guest data gets pulled into your property management software. And so for us to be able to reach out to your guests and start the process of verifying them, if you're working with a property management software, it's all done automatically. We don't have to do anything because we'll get the data in and we'll automatically send them an email to start the process. Then they'll click on the link and then they'll hit your branding and they'll start going through the journey. But let's go back a stage. You might not work with a property management software. You might just be listing on a couple of booking channels and doing it all manually. That's also totally fine. We have a hyperlink that can get inserted into your emails so that when the guest is booked and you send them a booking confirmation email, the link will say, now click this link to complete your verification and deposit process. And then they click the link and the process starts. And they, have, they go to your, again, the branded landing page with your logo. And then they hit the point where they put their name, their email address, their phone number, their home address, their date of birth. That's when we start checking all that information. And then optionally, you can include an ID verification and take them onto the next screen where you take some payment details from them to verify their bank details and also take a deposit waiver if you want to. So there's two different access points, if that was the question, right? It's either through your property management software or through a link. And each client, each host has their own Superhog dashboard with all of your verification results on it that says this person's verified, this person's approved, this person's rejected. But if we reject somebody, we'll contact you. We'll reach out to you and say, do not take this booking. Cancel this booking now. This guest is a fraudulent guest. This guest is someone that we have evidence has had a party, dealt drugs, done somewhere else, done something else somewhere else in the world. So, so if, you if we tell you to cancel the booking, then we'll make sure that you get 
that piece of information and we'll email you and we'll, and we'll reach out, but it'll all be available for you in your Superhog dashboard as well. So that again, you, if you don't use a property management software, then you have to put the property information in manually. If you use a software, it will all pull in automatically. I want it. Can I touch base or can I add to that too? This is for all of your users out there or STR people out there, Rachel, and let them know that data is king, right? You want to have data. So if you're booking through an OTA, whether that be Airbnb or VRBO, that data does not belong to you. So when you have your information done through Superhog, you have access to all that information. I'm a marketing guy. I'm a sales guy. I'm a branding guy by heart. So and that's what you are as an STR. You want to create that whole experience and your marketing and branding and sales. You have all that information with you. So it's important for you to gather that information because, again, you're not going to get that through the OTA of VRBO or through Airbnb. You want to start migrating towards a direct booking platform. The only way you're going to do that is gathering the information. So... Get that information, however you can do it, whether it be through us or through another platform, but make sure that you start getting that information. So that's my little hack tidbit for you guys. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. So that is so good. So that sounds like a lot and it sounds very expensive. So can we start talking numbers? Because I'm always looking for the best options that are also cost effective for our community. So how much does all of this cost to have this hyperlink? where I can send them to get this biometric <laughs> AI yeah. to look at it's, who it's, they are. So how much is that? It's, well, it is gloriously cost-effective, actually. And I think your clients, sorry, your hosts are going to be very interested at what it can do to how they charge their clients. Because ultimately, we want to get, we want to make partnerships with hosts, right? Because ultimately, it's the, it's the guest that pays for services, technically, right? It's all about how you price. And obviously, everyone's price sensitive because you don't want to make yourself uncompetitive. So we get that. So it is really cost effective. And I'll let Tony go through the pricing properly. But before he does that, I'll just say this. If you use the Superhog damage waiver product, this product will not cost you. The Superhog will not Superhog in total will not cost you money. Well it'll actually make you money. Because whatever we charge you for the screening that we do, with or without ID, and the five million dollar protection that we provide you is offsetted by the potential $45 per booking you'll make from a damage waiver. Now, clearly it's a waiver. So if the guest breaks anything up to $500, you're liable. But our evidence and our data will show that if you collect $45 on every booking, we'll be sending you money at the end of each month and you will have plenty of money left over so that you're not, you're not, you know, you're not against the wall if you have damages in your property. So actually, Superhog becomes something that you're not paying for. It's a way of generating new revenue line. But I'll let Tony, because he's the expert, go into how, how we price the different products that we do. So pricing, again, it's very simple. And it's surprisingly not expensive at all. It, for To take, for example, it's $7 per property to do the guest verification. So at $7 per property, it's per property now. So whether your property does 100 checks or five checks. It's just $7 per property. Okay. We obviously scale that. If you have, you know, a number of properties, feel free to talk to us or talk to me, but you know, we actually scale that for the more properties that you have, the better of a price rate that you get. But obviously at the $7 mark, that's where we start off at. And that's for the full array that includes the ID check verification along with the email and the name and all that stuff. So that's more the more robust, intelligent 
guest screening. But getting back to Leo's point, it's not you that's actually the hosts that are paying for it. It's actually the guests that are paying for it. And then to put this through this scenario, if a guest is put through a decision of either a damage waiver or a deposit, 80% of the, uh, the clients go for a damage waiver because they would rather just pay that set amount of $35 or $50, whatever it is you can decide and customize rather than putting a $500 hold on their credit card, right? So I wouldn't want to put a $500, you know, 10 or 14 day hold on my credit card. I would rather just pay the, the $35 or $50 or yeah, $50 and pay and forget about it. So 80% of the customers, whenever that's put in front of them, they go with that decision of just going for the damage waiver. And again, the host has not paid for that. The, cust- the, the guest pays for that, right? So that's no out of pocket for you. And then the only thing too, to cover that is advanced protection, and that covers anything over the $500 to $5 million. And again, the guests pay for that, and that's, up, and that's at $10 per booking. So that's kind of just a quick general you know, scenario. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I love this. Some insurance companies have coverage for this as well, but screening the right way helps a lot with risk mitigation. Do they cover loss of income? If so, do you know the name of the insurance company that does? Proper insurance covers loss of income. They're like the STR insurance for the properties. They're quite pricey, but they do cover loss of income as well as bed bug. So check them out. So there's overall property insurance. There's booking insurance. There's homeowners, property insurance. There are different types of insurances. Where would you, there's damage, you know, insurance per visit. Where would you say? And I do, you know what? I feel like I need to create an Excel spreadsheet, a table. I love spreadsheets. Oh my gosh. I need to create a table for this. So as far as, you know, there's, I have like, there's umbrella insurance for your entire business. There's property insurance. There's liability, personal injury liability. There's so many different types of insurance. So where would you say that super hog falls in? Is it more like the property damage sector of the insurances in terms of? Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think that's the right way of looking at it. We would, we'd expect a homeowner host to have a, a home insurance in place that would cover them for liabilities and to make sure that they had content and property the, the house properly protected in case it's a flood, a fire, a natural disaster, a tree wow. comes through the window, that sort of stuff, right? So yeah. Superhog's part of your, it's part of your solution. You need your own home insurance. That home insurance though doesn't need to be short-term rental friendly. You know, it doesn't, it just, it could be a normal bog standard home insurance. As long as you have liability and personal injury included in that home insurance, because you'll need, you'd need that. Then we can wrap around that home insurance and make sure that any damages anything accidental, malicious, deliberate that happens in the property caused by the guest is protected against. So if a guest burns the place down, you're protected. But also what Superhog will do, because again, we give a $5 million guarantee, but we also communicate with guests, right? Because if a guest damages something deliberately in a property, we'll give them the chance to pay for that damage. That's something that we haven't really talked about that much. But why would they respond to Superhog? Why would they answer? Because they know that Superhog's put them through the screening. So if they do make good on what they've done wrong, they can avoid being on the watch list and they can make it, you know, and that's really powerful. So in about 50% of cases, we're able to get a guest to pay for the damage that they've caused in a property. So that's why you should have Superhog because we can stop you needing to make that claim on your short-term rental insurance. So, 
you know, that it was it were an important overlay, really, because we can really reduce your, we can make sure your insurance premiums don't go up next year because we're able to get those guests 50% of the time to go, oh God, let's have a collection between everyone that broke the coffee table because we all might need to go on. So I always say this, like, you know, there's people can act on a different type of holiday in a different way to how they would act than if they're with their partner and their kids, if they're on a stag do. And suddenly you might find that the $3,000 is suddenly found from somewhere because everybody's clubbed together and given $300. That's all I'll say on that. So yeah, so, so, so that, that's our vision for it. Also, we're happy to work in conjunction with, if you're using someone like Proper, who, who would be their everything insurance that would mean that you, that'd be the only insurance company you work with, you can use our screening and our waiver products alongside them or generally or somebody like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then normally they don't have screening, right? With the no, I didn't think so. Okay, and also it actually takes that uncomfortable phone call. So let's say you have a guest that does have damage, Rachel. You don't want to make that call to the cust, you know, to your guest and say, "Hey, you damaged my property, and I've got to do this." You know, put let us do that. That's our job. That's super hug. That's what you signed up for. So you know, we are experts in this. We've done this for a number of years in the space. This is our bread and butter. This is our area of expertise. So we love making those calls or if we want to say it that way, but you know, we're comfortable as far as calling the guests and then you know, they're more response, responsive with us rather than with you. So, okay. Yeah. So, and in my use, what I see the biggest use case to be, honestly, until we had our linen situation, you know, down pad, but it's those things. So this you know, a few chairs in a luxury home that's broken, that can be costly. Yeah. Really nice sheets. If you come in and you ruin all of my sheets, oh my goodness, that burns my biscuit because they're already expensive for two sets to replace. But if I'm replacing 12 sets of sheets, that's over a thousand dollars, Scott. Mm-hmm. So that really burns my biscuit. So are you telling us that Super Hog would help with something like that if we have that liability? For sheets, because I know proper insurance is probably not going to be, you know, worried about the sheet side of things. It's the damage of the actual. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's there for. It's there to, to A, reach out to the guest and, you know, and fight your cause. First of all, as Tony said, that's our business. That's our model. That's what we do. We're there to reach out, you know, make sure that you're not having to do it so that you're not affecting your relationship with your guests to get them to book again in the future, et cetera. We just have a very neutral conversation about it. If we, if they disappear, they, we don't hear from them. They don't answer the emails. That's when the super protection will kick in to pay for those, to pay for those sheets. And that is the type of damage, which is really expected. So screening will help you get rid of the really bad bits of damage and criminal behavior that can happen. But what you'd expect to still happen is accidental damage. Someone spilt red wine. Somebody's danced on a coffee table, you know, after one too many, <laughs> one too many mojitos and they've broken a coffee table leg, you know, like it's things like that stuff still happens and that's what you need protection for. Got it. So let's talk a little bit about the, what we're collecting in the booking. So we're collecting, say we go with the $50 waiver. Is there a point where Superhog is not going to go after the guests and just we have a bank where we can just cover it without alerting the guests that there's something that needs to be covered. Because one thing that I know that there's guests, host hesitancy, you know, to going after the guests and to reaching out to guests or even having super hog reach out to get host hesitancy due to wanting to avoid a unfavorable review. review. So how do we address yeah. that? 
Yeah. So the good thing is that because we use damage waivers, you don't have to contact them until it's up to $500. Because okay. clearly if you've been making $45 per reservation and you're limiting the liability on the guest point from the guest perspective for the first 500, you don't bother calling them because you're like, well, it's fine. I collected, I've collected $2,000 this month in waiver fees. Therefore I can pay $200 to repaint the stairs or, you know, get the, the carpet professionally cleaned. So that is what's great about it, Rachel, is the fact that you're not having to get into the nitty gritty on the small stuff because small stuff is really hard to prove and disprove. Yeah. But when you get to that post $500 mark, yeah. it's normally fairly substantial stuff and it's not as common. So yeah. really, and our emails are not hounding or aggressive. They're only what I would say firm if somebody's had a party or done something like below deliberate and malicious, then we get quite firm. And in that scenario, you want us to act for you in that way because you're no longer concerned about a five-star review. It's more right. something criminal has happened in the property. But that's why the, that's why the way we do business is really, the way we do the devil's in the detail, it's really important because clearly anything up to 500 could be considered wear and tear. It's a bit more, yeah. a bit more, a bit less obvious. Therefore, the waiver and the deposit collection are perfect because if the guest pays the deposit, we just have the whole amount. So we can just take whatever is needed to be paid for. And if they have the waiver, which as Tony said, they choose in about 80 or so percent of cases, then you've just got the money in your pocket. And that just become a serious revenue line for your business, right? That adds up quickly. Even if you're just managing one property, you probably take four bookings on it a month. That's 200, sorry, it's $180 a month straight away. And, you know, I would say as a property manager host, have a look back at the last six months and look at how many times you had to pay out damages for an incident that was less than $500 and then work out your pricing from there. And you'll probably find that the, what we're saying there, $45 will more than cover you and keep some money left over. Plus, it's an amazing way to delight your landlords, your hosts, whoever, if you're doing arbitrage or if you don't own them, but you're managing them, it's a great way to delight your partner to make sure that things get sorted out and it helps you grow. One thing that really excites me is that we've discovered recently, Tony and I talking to managers, Tony and I have been on a world tour clearly recently, Miami and Orlando and Las Vegas, catching COVID in the four corners of the world. Is that when, I, is when I speak to property people and they tell me that we've changed their acquisition strategy because they now don't have to add as many properties this year because we've managed to increase the revenue on the ones they are looking after. I love that. That's like my favorite thing. It's like, well, I was going to go for 10 and now I've got eight and I'm really like, you know, and it's really changed the game for me. Like, I love that because really, and I think you might have touched on this earlier, Rachel, it's not just about adding property. It's about adding value within your bookings. Like, you know, by making sure you know, you're charging as much as you can charge for your properties, you know, so pricing algorithms and being smart with that, but also like just getting that extra $45 per booking and, you know, increasing what a property is worth to you as a host. Oh, I love that. And so that is a cornerstone of our strategies. How do I own and operate the fewest number of properties that generates the highest profitability? And so for those of you who are sitting in the back, I want to really impart upon you to pay attention to this because I love having that olive branch. Say there's a $75 damage. I said one or two linens. Okay, fine. That's damage. Every single linen being destroyed, that's criminal to me, honestly. But one yeah, or two, yeah, that's yeah. the cost of doing yeah. business, right? Agreed. So they're going to, a lot of them, they know that they did the damage. They know that they broke the chair leg. Imagine saying to your guests, hey, yeah, we did notice that the chair leg is broken. Don't worry. We got you covered. And we gave you a five-star review. What is that going to do for them? That is going to surprise and delight them, right? 
How do you wow them? How do you make them feel comfortable? So what you're saying, Leo, anything under 500, we're able to do that. Having this system in place, don't worry about it. We got you covered. If they may have been looking to give you a four star, you better believe they're going to give you a five star now, you know, because some people, they don't understand the importance of that five star review. So if you can add that as part of your framework, hey, don't worry about it here. We gave you a five star review. We noticed that, you know, the chair leg was broken. We got you covered and we went ahead and gave you a five star review. That is going to make them feel a whole lot better about that stay. And you're able to do that if you're a proactive host. I don't want us to always live in reactivity. I want us to be proactive. What are some things we can put in place to be proactive the end of 2022 and into 2023 to make sure that we're, you know, top in all of our markets. We're the number one properties with the best reviews. And that's definitely an olive branch. And I absolutely love this. Do you verify the guests that books or everyone in the party? That's a great question. And so just the guests or everyone in the par- in the party, Leo and Tony, tell us. Standard is to screen the lead guest because that's the person whose booking information will be given to the OTA or the direct booking website, depending on where the book has come from. So they'll get the, they'll receive the email to start the process. So the guest verification email that will then be branded with your logo to start the journey. But if you want more than one guest to be done, on your dashboard, you have the functionality to send out additional links. So if it's like a big group of people and you'd like more than one name just to make you secure, you want more than you basically want to share the like share the liability slightly, right? By getting the more of them to do it, you can send out extra links. That's totally fine. And the onboarding team would teach you how to do that. What's nice about that is back to Tony's really smart point. Tony, that's why Tony's here. He comes up with the smart points, the looks and the brains. The is you'll have you'll then have the extra guest data as well. So, you know, if you want to send it out to people, you know, we can build, you know, we can show you how to pull those links from your dashboard, send it out in emails and go, great, you've now verified. Can you send this to guests two, three, four, five, six? Boom. And then in your dashboard, we'll suddenly sit all of their information as well. Nice. And data is the new currency, Tony, right? Like data is money, honey. <laughs> awesome. I cannot thank you enough, Leo. Tony, if someone wants to reach out to you, if someone wants to do that, how do they best get in touch with you, your team, let them know that we sent them over to you, you know, part of Dr. Rachel's family so that you can take good care of them for me. (laughs) I know you take care of everyone. So how would they accomplish that? Tony's the guy in America, for sure. Anyone outside of America, start with Tony, and then he can redirect you to one of our team in Europe. You can also go to our website, which is superhog.com. Tony, you'll probably, you'll probably put your Instagram handle in as well. I'm superhog underscore Leo. And also my email, if you want to add that to Rachel, if anyone wants to talk to me, although Tony's definitely the more interesting one, but if anyone wants to talk to me, it's leo at superhog.com. But yeah, so reach out to Tony. Tony will talk you through it. I guess most people here are probably in the US, right? Based on the time zone. Yeah, most are. Awesome. And then look, we're happy to jump on again. Let us know whenever you want us to be part of this. We've loved it. Thanks, Rachel. And uh, great to meet you all. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I so appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with the community. I think everyone has learned a lot. I really want to demystify the fact that we go into it feeling warm and fuzzy that the OTA has got our back. But from firsthand experience, guys, that's not always the case. So I just want to make sure that you have the knowledge and you have the information that you need to move forward wisely and to be proactive about things. All right. So love you guys to the moment back. I will see you next week. 